welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over episode 26 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. If you'd like to watch along, then start watching now. So here we have the final episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. And this one is one of the more maligned episodes. A lot of the issues, I think, stem from... the fact that it didn't really resolve any of the lingering plot that was going on beforehand. I guess in a sense, it does resolve some things like Shinji resolving some of his issues, but it doesn't fix the ongoing plot outside of Shinji's mind. So Shinji's talking to Rei, Asuka, and Misato, and they're talking about the instrumentality project and how to fix each other's problems they will all meld and combine together to become one in body, in mind, in soul. And in doing so, the strengths of others will complement others' weaknesses, and humanity as a whole can become greater. So both Shinji, Asuka, and Misato are all being asked questions about what their purposes are and if they're happy being alive, and they all give varying answers. Notably, uh, Shinji doesn't really seem to have very definite answers to anything.
So it seems to me that in this capacity, Ray is sort of acting as like the little devil on his shoulder, Shinji's shoulder, that is. She's telling him that it's okay to run away. To be fair, Asuka and Misato are sort of saying the same thing, but it's more of like a tempered advice. You know, if you know pain, if you know what the pain is, you can endure it, or if it's too bad, you can run away. Ray's just sort of goading him into running away. So now, some of Shinji's other classmates are coming to talk to him, too. And... They're sort of nagging him about how he treats things as though he's the only person who feels pain. And he doesn't realize that other people feel pain as well. I guess in a sense it's a sort of a martyr complex. Whereby Shinji undergoes massive suffering and feels he deserves praise for it. In a sense, I guess he's correct. Piloting an Evangelion is no mean feat. But at the same time, he's not being proactive in being happy in other ways. So interestingly, Shinji and Asuka are sort of two sides of the same coin. Shinji feels that he only gained value because it turned out he could pilot an Evangelion. And Asuka feels that her only value is that she can pilot an Evangelion. So without it, she's worthless. So Shinji receives a phone call with basically everybody he knows telling them, or telling him that they hate him, rather. But Rei sort of comforts Shinji, telling him that, you know, it's all in his head. That's his perception of things, but that's not necessarily the truth. But at the same time, Shinji acknowledges that everybody started treating him so nicely when he first piloted an Evangelion. So because of that, it can't strictly be true that everybody hates him, but at the same time they're nice to him because he was a pilot. I suppose it could be true, but... At the same time, the, the two thoughts are conflicted with each other.
So everybody's sort of reflecting on the outside world and the new day that's dawning. Asuka is pessimistic that it's a new day that allows her to hate everything. Shinji is afraid because a new day brings new things that are unknown. So interestingly, both Asuka and Shinji are confronted by themselves as children, and they're both adamant that they want nothing to do with their parents. So Shinji's having a bit of a conversation with his mother. He is insecure, but to become secure, he needs to find value within himself. But that's something only he can do. So Shinji's sort of having, I guess, a bit of a breakdown here. There are various sketches of him showing up on the screen, and he's talking about how what he's seeing are just shapes that represent him to others, and they may not necessarily be his true self. So Asuka, Misato, and Rei sort of make a compelling argument to Shinji. Shinji declares that no one understands him, and they respond by saying that no one can understand anyone else. Only you can understand yourself, and therefore only you can do what you need to do for yourself. So the most notable thing, I think, is that Ray says you can make the changes that you need at any time you want once you realize you can do it. So it's sort of like a mind over matter thing. So Shinji is sort of put in a world where he can do anything. It's essentially a blank expanse of nothing but white. 
So it's a world of nothing where he can do anything, but even then he's still paralyzed by fear. So they give him a flat plane, and from there, you know, he can walk and do things, but the very act of giving him a flat plane to stand upon constrains the limitlessness of this world. So it's sort of a demonstration that, you know, limits are necessary. As nice as limitless power might be, one would also need to have a limitless imagination in order to exercise the power to its fullest. And for someone like Shinji, who is chronically afraid, an empty world with no obstacles might sound nice, but if he doesn't have the will to make something out of it, then it's no different from the world he currently lives in. Even beyond that, the other voices tell Shinji that even in this world, even if he could adapt to it, without other people for him to interact with, he couldn't truly get a real gauge of himself. Essentially, if there is nothing, then he becomes nothing because he can't effectively observe himself. So things have seemingly snapped back to the real world. However, things are different. Shinji has his own room somewhere else. Asuka's waking him up to go to school. Asuka declares that she's his childhood friend. So this could perhaps be interpreted as a world that could be. Or perhaps it's merely one of the possibilities inside instrumentality. In this world, both of Shinji's parents are alive and well. I guess we could make the assumption that Shinji has a better relationship with his father in this reality, but there's no real evidence to back that up so far. So even though Asuka seems to be largely the same in personality, Shinji has a bit more personality to him in that he can sort of banter with Asuka almost. Like, the two seem to be, I guess, interacting.
So I guess in stereotypical anime fashion, they're talking about the new girl moving into their class. And just in time, they manage to run headlong into each other. So in this alternate universe, Shinji's more of like a stereotypical teenage boy, and he's uh, having fun with Toji and Kensuke before class starts. So notably in this alternate universe, Misato is their teacher. And by and large, she seems to be like the same kind of person, just with a, a different profession, I guess. So as it turns out, Ray's the new student, but in contrast to the Ray we've become accustomed to, this Ray has a personality, an entirely different personality, too. She seems more like an actual human being. So, as it turns out, that world was just an example to illustrate to Shinji that that is something that could be if he chooses it to be. He could be the Shinji from that universe if he chose to be like that.
So everybody sort of distills the lesson down for Shinji. The truth can only be viewed from each individual's perspective. And because of that, there are as many truths as there are people. And essentially, the truth for Shinji is that he doesn't know how to accept that people don't hate him. That he thinks everyone hates him is all in his head, and it's it's simply not the truth. So, Shinji comes to the realization that he is himself, he wants to be himself, and he wants to exist. And once he comes to that realization, everything sort of cracks like glass and shatters. And then everybody uh, congratulates him for this realization that he's come to. Alright, that's it for this episode. If you've enjoyed it, then by all means, tune in for the next one. I haven't decided what I'll be watching next, but I'm certain it'll be something good. See you, Space Cowboy.